Ladies and gentlemen, to those among you who are easily frightened, we suggest you turn away now. To those of you who think they can take it, we say, welcome to the madhouse. Welcome to the Madhouse Podcast, or as I now like to call it, the Madhouse Podcast Season 2. My name is Joey, and with me as always is, of course, my esteemed colleague. It's the man who sees 2020 as merely the prequel to his post-apocalyptic wet dreams. It's Jimmy Faulkner! Joey, hi! How you doing, Jimmy? I'm alright, how are you? I'm alright, thank you. Had fun watching your choice film which was the visit 2015 directed by m night Shyamalan. and yes i have been practicing nice yeah good because uh i have not <laughs> Shyamalan. it's close it's written Shyamalan. Oh, okay or at least i've written it <laughs> Shyamalan. who knows what it's meant to be written like anyway this is a lovely fun little film i think yeah, it's nice. He used the money from that terrible film After Earth to make this. Yes. He used the profit from it because he wanted yeah. more creative control. So he did this little number. It's quite low budget. Yeah, it was the lowest budget film he's ever made, I think. Like you say, made it from that piece of shit Scientology propaganda bollocks After Earth that he made. Bit dodgy, that one. It's Will Smith, that, isn't it? Will Smith and Little Smith. Jaden Smith. Yes. Part three of the right. Let's Force Jaden on the World saga. Yeah, yeah, no Fresh Prince. Nope. Anyway, we're not talking about After Earth today. Obviously, we were just no. now. But from <laughs> in general, we're talking about The Visit. And yeah, he uh, had been denied final cut on a few films, apparently. So he, he purposefully chucked his own money into this one to have a bit of control. Yeah, fair dues, fair dues. Film's working title was Sundowning. Did you know that? Yes, that's quite good. I like that. Yep, then that is actually a technical medical term. For old people, isn't it? Well, I don't know. I didn't look that deeply into it. It it just didn't... Well, they explain it in the film. Changes of oh, the light okay. and day or whatever. Yeah, all right, fair enough. I thought it was old people in the at the end of their life. Now they're sundowning because they're just about a croak. Yeah, yeah. sun coming down. <laughs> it's like they ain't never gonna see the sun anymore. Sundowning, sun's coming down. The old biddies are dying. So it's kind of a nice way of putting you're dying, but also pretty yes. bad. Yeah, you're you're basically at the end of your life. You're sundowning. Well, that sucks. Yeah, it does. Should we move on to a plot slot for the visit? Yeah, let me have a little little swig of me, uh, my, my apple juice. That looks like fermented apple juice to me. <laughs> With my no, expert it's just, eye. No, it's just it's just apple juice. <laughs> no, that second word is cider. <laughs> Written on the uh, oh, what? on the bottle you just showed me on the camera, so I, that does not work for podcasting. Oh no wonder I feel a bit funny. Imagery. <laughs> I once, uh, <laughs> my brother's five years older than me. I once drank orange juice from the fridge, thinking it tasted funny, but I still drank it. And then my brother told me off for drinking all his vodka and orange. <laughs> <laughs> was he keeping it in a glass for a fucking weapon? He wasn't keeping it in the glass. It was in. And this is my defence. It was in a carton of orange juice. It was an orange juice carton. He just mixed it and shaking it and put it in the fridge to chill. What's he done that for? Because he's an idiot, obviously. Why hasn't he put it in a different bottle? A carton that you cut the little end off? How's he getting the vodka in there? Sorry, we've got to have no, Ben. It, it, got was to, got to it was a screw top. It was a screw top as far as I can remember. I mean, it was, quite a, it was a while ago, you know? <laughs> I was underage oh, to okay, drinking. Okay, screw top. Okay. Anyway... 
You said carton, so no, it's a I'm carton with to... a screw top. Oh, well, that's what it is. Right. Right. Anyway, it's still, still all kinds of wrong. Anyway, long story short, I had a good night. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> don't know about the neighbours, but yeah, we won't go into that. Are you, have you got your plot slot ready? I'm gonna set a timer. Yeah, of course I have. Am I starting? Am I? Yeah, I think that should be tradition. You. Uh, get ready to start. Well, I panic and set a timer <laughs> on my phone because I forget how to do it every time. Oh, there we go. Nope, that's an hour. Bear with me. You growing a beard? No, I'm just lazy as fuck and I haven't shaved. In how long? Five years? Because <laughs> <laughs> no. How long is taking you to grow that? That's about uh, a week. Yeah. It looks like your kids have scribbled on your face with the sharpies. I grow a beard in such a weird shape on my face. Again, this is terrible for podcasting because we're talking about visuals. <laughs> but yeah, for the uh, listeners at home, would you care to describe what's on my face? <laughs> um, it's kind of a bit like uh, David Brent, but thinner. That's good, David Brent, patchy David Brent. With uh, a more attractive face, I would like to say. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, thank you. No, no, you said yes now. <laughs> clearly just jumped out your, you know, you have to take your first answer. <laughs> Are you ready? Yes, I think so. All right, go. Sister and brother, 15-year-old Rebecca and 13-year-old Tyler prepare for a five-day visit with their grandparents while their divorced mother, Loretta, goes on a cruise with her boyfriend. Loretta reveals that she has not spoken to her parents in 15 years after marrying a high school teacher of whom her parents disapproved. Having never met the grandparents, the teens plan to record a documentary film about their visit. Becca and Tyler meet their grandparents, referred to as Nana and Pop Pop, at a train station. When they arrive at their isolated farmhouse, Becca and Tyler are instructed to never go into the basement because it contains mould, which isn't entirely wrong, actually. And that bedtime is at 9.30 every evening, after which they shouldn't leave their room. First night, an hour past curfew, Becca ventures downstairs for something to eat and sees Nana projectile vomiting all over the house. She's been on the gin. Yep. She tells Pop Pop, who dismisses it as Nana having the stomach flu. Again, code word for old people having gin. He then reminds her not to leave their bedroom after 9.30pm. Over the next few days, Becca and Tyler notice their grandparents exhibiting more peculiar and disturbing behaviour. Tyler walks into Pop Pop's shed and finds a large pile of dirty adult diapers. How delightful. All that's nappy for the English listeners. <laughs> what? Also, that's nappy oh. <laughs> for the English listeners. Sorry, Describing everyone. diapers there. Yeah. How many have you had? Uh, <laughs> that's not the point. I just can't read. <laughs> it's not a problem with booze. It's a problem with literacy. Also, that's nappy for English listeners. Becca asks Nana about the day Loretta left home and Nana begins to shake and scream like a mad woman. Later, Pop Pop and Nana are confronted by a woman they helped in counselling and she go. they go into the backyard with them, but she is never seen living again. Concerned about the events, Tyler decides to secretly film what happens downstairs at night, but Nana discovers the hidden camera, retrieves a large knife and tries unsuccessfully to break into the children's locked bedroom. When Becca and Tyler view the camera footage of Nana with a knife, they contact their mum and beg her to come and get them. They show her the parents while they were outside and she panics and says they are not her parents, realising that they are... Exactly. Sorry, that was the big twist. <laughs> Jimmy actually reacts like that when he watches films. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Nice. Anyway, realising they have been with strangers all week, the teenagers try to leave the house, but Nana and Pop Pop trap them inside and force them to play Yahtzee. Ever played Yahtzee? No. Have you? I don't, I don't know what it is. 
I think you it's an it American is? board game, and I've only ever heard yeah. it referenced in Family Guy before. Okay. Later, Becca sneaks into the basement and finds the corpses of her real grandparents what? along with uniforms. Oh, sorry, we're not doing that all the time. Uh, it's fine. Not wait, till I get to the full stop? Uh, okay, yeah. God damn it. Along with uniforms from the mental hospital at which they worked, revealing the imposters as escaped patients. Oh. Whoa! Whoa! Jesus Christ. Pop Pop (laughs) grabs Becca and imprisons her in his bedroom with Nana, who tries to attack her in a psychotic fit. He then torments Tyler by smearing his face with his dirty diaper. That's a nappy for the English listeners. So yeah, I did, I did dirty, it, that time. it means it's uh, poo-poo. Yeah. Pop-pop in a poo-poo. Becca fatally stabs Nana with a glass shard from a broken mirror. That's a not a sentence you hear every day. Then runs into the kitchen and attacks Pop-Pop. As Pop-Pop, I'm beginning to hear Pop-Pop as like someone shooting at him. Pop-Pop, Pop-Pop. I got lost pop. again. As Pop-Pop. Starts to gain the upper hand. Tyler knocks him to the floor and kills him by repeatedly slamming his head in the refrigerator, bottom style. That's uh, I'm oh, guessing like the that, style. Horrible. <laughs> well, you wrote bottom style in a piece of paper. I'm going to read it out in that style. But that's the style of Rick Mail smashing. Yes. Uh, what's his name? Aid Edmondson's head. Aid Edmondson. Yeah. Yeah. So it's. Bottom style, not bottom not... style. Yeah, Jesus Christ. Bottom <laughs> style. You wrote bottom style down. D- I, thought it, you, I thought you'd... Yeah, I know you got it, but then you just went... <laughs> oh, you just went weird. Dirty pig. <laughs> the teens escape outside unharmed where they are met with their mother and police officers. Bottom style. <laughs> In the aftermath, <laughs> Becca asks Loretta about what happened the day she left home 15 years ago. Loretta states that she had a major argument with her parents, during which she hit her mother and was then struck by her father. Oh, that's mental. Why would you hit your mother? Why would you hit your mammy? Don't know. Oh, my shit. Loretta then left home and ignored their attempts to contact her. Loretta concludes that their reconciliation was always possible had she wanted it. Had she wanted it, then she, that she then tells Becca not to hold on to the anger over her father's abandonment of her. Oh, a lovely little moral of the story, yep. kind of. Nice, wrapped up in a little package. And we have three minutes and... So I know you want to acknowledge I just said little package, but you're going to have to hang on because we've <laughs> just done it with three over three minutes left. That's your uh, most succinct plot slot ever, Jimmy. Well, the little package thing has gone out the window now, hasn't it? So, yeah, I did. Yeah, I talked over the moment, didn't I? And now you're drinking through the moment to respond. <laughs> well, exactly. God damn it. Plot slot. Nailed it. It's in the bag. Bottom style, and we're going to move on. Whoa! To Frights and Delights. Yeah! Frights and Delights. Here we go, it's Frights and Delights. We're going to take you through our best and worst snippets of this delightful little film, The Visit. Uh, I've got a question straight off the bat. It's just going to roll straight off it. Okay. I'm right. guessing it's directed at me. It's directed at you. It's directed at anyone listens or cares. Okay. Uh, how do these kids not know what their grandparents look like? Also, actually, no, fuck off. A better one is, why is this woman putting her children onto a train on her, on their own? Well, they're both... It's not the fucking 1950s. No, they're both very valid questions. Although one of them's 15, so, I mean, I don't know what age. Maybe 16, I'd be all right with it, but... Yeah, but they don't care about that shit in America. They don't let kids do anything until they're, like, 21, do they? So, 
Well, that's true. Apart from drive. For us in England, 15, taking a train from Oxford to bloody Glasgow would be fine. But in America, that's that's not right. Anyway, this woman should be up for neglect of children. Child services should be called. And anyway, past that point, how do these kids not know what her their grandparents look like? Okay, so I think you've asked two or three questions. I'll answer them in order. I ranted for a little bit. But, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, there were some questions in there. I'll try and pick them out. Um, okay. <laughs> the first one, how do they not know what their grandparents look like? Well, if they're more, I mean, I'm sticking up for the here purely so we've I've got possible answers for you. I'm not saying I agree with my own answers, but they're possible ones. Um, okay. The mum could be so annoyed about the bad blood between them that she just doesn't have their pictures around. Okay. You yeah, could argue enough. in the age of Facebook, maybe they'd have looked them up on Facebook before they left, but then maybe the old people what's aren't fucking, on Facebook. What's fucking Nana and Pop Pop doing on Facebook? Exactly. So maybe there's that. Pop Pop's on there. Uh, the, the question I would have is, uh, and sending them across country on a train, well, you know, I can't really answer to her parenting <laughs> choices, but what what was the other point I was going to make? <laughs> <laughs> go on it's in there somewhere it was it was right there a second ago uh not know what they look like okay yeah the mother if the mother is sending her children to her parents she hasn't spoken to for 15 years do you not think maybe a phone call would have been <laughs> on the cards you're not phone hold on a go, minute by the way my- that's a very my kids are coming over, so I'm just going to have a word with you about the rules, what they like, what they might be allergic to, not allergic to, all these things that you have to talk to about your kids. Your phone call, you would notice that it's not your parents. Or, seeing as they do video calling a lot, video call and realise it's not the parents. Oh, my shit. Oh, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute, though. We don't know when those the, the grandparents got killed. Oh, shit, but she still hasn't spoken to them, though. You would call uh, to speak to the parents and say, did they get there okay? Has Becky yeah. got her inhaler? She might only one. But, you know, that general sort of thing. That's what you'd always do. I'd do that if my kids go to stay with my in-laws down the road for a few hours. Actually, I don't think this I don't think this mum cares. She's, cause she was going on a cruise with her boyfriend to suck his cock on a boat. Yeah. So I do have one other fright while we're okay. tearing plot holes. If you lived out in the middle of nowhere, yeah, you volunteered yep. at the mental hospital. Okay. And then two patients from the mental hospital go missing. Yeah. So that's a massive manhunt straight away. And the people... Yeah, especially, especially if they're dangerous, yeah. Yeah, so everyone in the area would have heard there's two mental patients gone missing and they would yep. have checked all the houses and done a sweep, I'm guessing. And also, the yeah. first people they're going to go and question and talk to about these mental patients are people who volunteered work at the hospital to see if they know anything or have heard anything that might help find them. So this yeah. would have this film would have lasted, oh, our kids are setting off on a train, what's that? I've got a, go- a phone call. They found your grandparents dead in a basement after they did a manhunt, after some people went yeah. missing, end of film. Ten minutes, job done. But we could argue the fact that this is in the middle of buttfuck nowhere. So the police aren't really going to be doing a lot. They're just going to be sat around being fat and harassing women. Yeah. Uh, Secondly, I don't think I need a second one because that first point was so damn good. (laughs) It was airtight, buttfuck nowhere, fat cops (laughs) harassing women. And you've you've literally crammed all the plot holes full. <laughs> <laughs> I've oh, lost your on camera. What? I can see a mouse. Are you sharing a screen? Oh yeah, I might be. <laughs> I I pressed something by accident, but uh, oh what? Anyway, you can still hear me though, can't you? Yeah, it just feels lonely. <laughs> all right, I w- I will try to do that. Anyway, another point <laughs> that I got. Yeah. That is good about your thing is when Pop Pop 
is out in the street with uh, Becca and Tyler. And he starts to go like batshit, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. And starts point, pointing at that guy. And then he just goes over and attacks him. Surely yeah. someone's going to be calling the cops. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, there, yeah, there is the other, another fright. There is that I feel like you can guess what the twist is quite early on in the film. Oh, but that because oh. you just talked about when he went across the road acting all paranoid about being followed, and I went, I think he's the mental pa- a mental patient, and then that kind of fitted into place for me not long after that. But that's what you expect, though, when you know, like a writer and director like this always has a twist. Yeah, but I thought we were being led into a. You'll think this is going to be the twist. That, uh, but there was going to be something else. Then they give you the old twist, twist They give you the old double other twist. Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't get the double twist I just got the twist that I thought was coming. But yeah, I, even if you think it's coming or you don't think it's coming, I still think that twist is quite good. I, th- I like it. it is I think good. that's a really exciting, enjoyable thing to realize, oh my God, I'm such a terrible, terrible mother. I've left my kids with someone who is just complete strangers. And not only complete strangers, fucking escape mental lunatics. Well, I'm on a cruise having pina colada, yep. shrimps, and some. Cock. Cock on the <laughs> poop deck. I mean, you can't say poop deck in front of that boy ever again. No, you, just, <laughs> you can't. When he gets comes home drunk and you go, oh man, you were shit-faced. Drunk last night, you were drunk last night. <laughs> Not shit-faced, I didn't say it. <laughs> okay, so I've got a couple of uh, like behind-the-scene type of facts. Not really behind-the-scene okay. facts. I'm lying. Um. Just things. You'll figure out what they are when I say what they are. I don't know how to describe them, but here you go. Okay. On the way into town, uh, towards their grandparents, in the taxi, the two children decide to play a game, and this game involves picking a building and making up a story about who might live there and what they might be doing. And well, one building they pick happens to be a police station where the children invent a man called Jerry who never answers the phone, Yeah. Later yeah. in their film, their mother tries desperately to call the police station when an answering machine clicks in and says that Jerry cannot come to the phone right now. Ah, uh, they got the shine. Yes. The shine. That was, that was a weird look you just gave me then. <laughs> it's my Johnny Bravo look. The shine. Hey, brother. You want to talk about the shine? You want to talk about that? It looks like you're having a stroke. <laughs> I'm doing that at the same time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. Uh, this is uh, a film that M. Night Shyamalan does not have a cameo in. He usually does. So that's a fact for you. And there were apparently three different cuts of the film. So have you got any more to go with or am I stealing all the interesting facts? No, 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 it's fine. I was just going to talk about diapers. Oh, yeah, we'll get on to diapers. Nappies for English people, by the way, apparently. What was I saying? Oh, yeah, there were three cuts of the film made. Uh, one was apparently a comedy, one was a horror, and one fell somewhere in between. But I couldn't see which one we got. <laughs> I'm guessing we got the one that fell somewhere in between. I think I think we got the, the comedy slash horror. Yeah, that's what I think. Because I think it it doesn't take itself too seriously. But there are quite some disturbing moments in it. Like, no one really wants to see Nana's saggy tits. That's day. You know yeah. what I mean? Maybe saggy granddads. Uh, maybe. I don't know. Well, I guess we can figure that out in 40, 50 years, can't we, Jimmy? What we want to see. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> Have you got anything else for frights and delights? <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Right. Then you know what time it is. What? Do you know what time it is? <laughs> it's time to mosey on over to the master of the macabre. Oh, yeah. Master of the macabre. Welcome to the master of the macabre. 
the section of the podcast where we choose our favorite performer from the film, which is we are reviewing that week, which happens to be this week, The Visit. And this is a tough one to decide from this week, Jimmy. Well, do you know what's tough? The fact that I've just watched you gargling with cider. <laughs> That's tough. And the excuse was, no, actually, your reasoning was to get a little bit of phlegmy out the back of my throat. <laughs> I had to gargle my I think airways, our li- three. No. No, I think our listeners deserve to know that <laughs> you're there gargling with cider. Shouldn't happen. Just drink it down. You're a man. You're a real boy. Come on. <laughs> I just wanted to do a good intro, so I cleared my voice with cider. This is what I had to hand. It's uh, Anyway. Swig it down. We appear to have gone off track. It's a tough decision to pick a master for this film. Do you have a few choices? Not really. I've got... I've got one in mind... Uh, yeah, that's about it. But not, not for a lot of merit, though. I don't think. It's well, a I've got one. one in mind. Okay, but I also have my my backup one, my uh, negotiating tool. Because <laughs> I always feel a bit <laughs> nervous before we do this, in case we pick completely different people and can't agree. It's never happened yet, but one day we're going to yeah. end up arguing about this. Anyway, you tell me who your choice is. Nana, who play uh, Nana, Diana Donegan. All right, well, you're wrong. Okay, yeah. <laughs> no, uh, you might not be wrong, actually. I'm willing to hear, but I had Olivia Dejange. Becca. Hold on, what, Becca? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Um, and Go on, why? Well, my other choice is Ed Oxenbold, like one of the kids. Well, all right. The other child? Yes, I know you hate children actors. Can't give it to children. Children. You can. Well, you. Children can't act. (laughs) These two could, which is is my point. I thought they did pretty good. So, Shyamalan saw Olivia's audition tape and decided off that. Sorry, sorry, I'm just going to butt in. I just want to butt in. Yeah. You're absolutely nailing that. What? The uh, pronunciation. Shyamalan. It's the first time I think that we're... Uh... I'm giving you a clap. Yeah. I'm on a clap, so it, it goes on the on the audio, but I'm clapping. Uh, yeah, he is, everybody. He's clapping on camera. Anyway, I do apologise. Yeah, on, no, darling. we don't usually pronounce very well at all. So no, we I've not. got <laughs> Shyamalan down. It's pretty good. Whoa! <laughs> Shyamalan saw her tape <laughs> audition and decided off that that he wanted to cast her. He got her in to read one scene before deciding and she got the gig. I think the award should go to one of the two child actors because they had the most screen time, they had the hardest job and child actors can sometimes be such a gamble and be shit. But these two, I thought, were both great. You'd, I don't think you think that by the look on your face, but I think Olivia had the hardest job because she had to be like that grown-up child that's very smart and can be very awkward to pull off on screen. Like, think of Matilda, and you'll know what I'm talking about, when it's like, well, it's awkward. (laughs) Although Ed Oxenbold did have to rap pretty sweetly and get some shit in his face. But out of those two, I'd choose Olivia, just... Okay, that's one of my favourite moments where he gets the uh, the shit in his face. It's like, oh my god, is it going to happen? Is it going to happen? Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> Definitely. Shit in the face. Take that, you little fuck. He even says, you don't like germs, do you? That's it. Yeah, he doesn't like them, does he? <laughs> yeah, right on his face. That's him trying to pull a nappy Dude. off his face. Yeah. Dirty beef madras all over his face all right state your argument for the the naked granny you claimed not like seeing naked and now you want to give her an award for it (laughs) jimmy's now licking his lips like a dirty old bastard at the camera at me and still hasn't gotten on to the fact that this is an audio art form and you can't see why are you lying to people 
saying that I'm licking my lips. I'm <laughs> oh. not licking my lips at all. Yeah. You can't even see me. I don't know what you're talking about. I can see you. Yeah, you're doing it again. Yeah. So, all right, just tell me why you want the granny porn to win. How dare you? I don't think it's granny porn. I just think Depends kudos you're to granny. Maybe, maybe like at least give her second place, though. I thought she was very good as a fucking crazy woman. She was amazing. Chasing the kids. Yeah, chasing the kids underneath the house. Throwing up. It's probably not her throw up. You know, running around the house naked with a knife. With a bloody swing low sweet chariot hanging about the place. <laughs> you know, if they were real, if that wasn't a bodysuit, she had to do that. She yeah, doesn't she look did. that old, actually, on her pictures. Anyway, I digress. Uh... <laughs> Been Googling her after you, Jimmy. You've been on the old Google having a little type of her name after you. I saw that film of you. <laughs> Still on that old note of her porn pictures. Uh, but anyway, it's, it's all on you. It's all your decision. It's all I am going to like uh, be democratic here. Okay. So we're going to go not with your choice which doesn't sound democratic but i'm going to let you choose which one of the two kids should win oh okay just flip a coin if you like i ain't got a co- who has coins nowadays there's a fucking pandemic going on it's all cashless i got the coins i'm not allowed to spend <laughs> yeah lucky bastard got a 50p knocking around somewhere i don't like to brag too much but there you go Oh, 50p. I haven't seen a 50p in months. Hey, one hour, lad. We didn't have 50 pence. We had 5p if you were lucky for a year's work. <laughs> right, just pick one. It doesn't have to be a name. Pick boy, girl. Girl, boy. Uh, we just got to right. move on at this point. <laughs> all right, let's just go with the girl because I didn't like the guys rapping. Fair play. And by the way, you almost got a rap as the intro to this episode today. Oh, thank fuck we didn't do that. I didn't have time to think of it. Thank God. Thank you. Oh, we've escaped another. Uh, Oh, if 2020 couldn't get any worse. (laughs) I thought of it yesterday and I was like, man, I should definitely do an Ice Cube style 80s rap about the visit as an intro. I just didn't have time to write it. <laughs> you're, you're all so unlucky. Oh, God, you think being locked in your house is unlucky? Fuck. You would have loved it. You, I'd have got you in. I got you in on, on the remix. We would have released it as the first Madhouse song, and it would have been proper 80s-style <laughs> rap. It would have been really Halloween good. number one. Hell yeah. <laughs> We're watching a film. What is it? It's the motherfucking visit. Oh, hold on! That was good. I like that actually. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it would have yeah. been good, man. Hold Shit. on. What What are you doing with that boot polish at the side there? <laughs> I'm using it as lube. Makes it look bigger. Should we move on? <laughs> we should Shall move, we move on. on to the Madhouse rating system. Oh yeah. Let's go! It's the Madhouse rating system. The first one up we got is tension and suspense. It's a good one for tension and suspense. You can't have a half-naked, creepy granny chasing you under the crawl space of a house and it not be tense. Trust me. She had a kind of girl from the ring vibe going on while she was under there. And Shyamalan does not rely on the same crutches that quite a few horror di- dictators, <laughs> horror directors use. <laughs> or horror dictators use, probably. For example, obvious jump scares and tricking the viewer with false leads, etc. I did like the trip into the shed, not knowing what was going to be found. I certainly was not expecting piles of shitty nappies to be lying around so consider my expectations officially subverted that bit yeah because when when you see pop 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 when uh when uh pop pop when tyler's watching him from a distance and you see him walking in it looks like he's carrying like um uh i don't know a fast food takeout it looks like he's got a couple of bacon double cheese or he's got a mackie d's or something 
I've I've had some takeouts that look exactly like it did on the table later. Arr. That's not sexy. What? what? <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's carrying something in. We don't know what it is. And then turns out it's his dirty, dirty poo. Yep. Bags and apples. I mean, it's another plot hole, really. Do they, do they not have a bin? Well, I, I think that's part of I think that's part of him being a, a, mental, a patient. mental patient though, isn't it? Yeah. He's fixated on like storing his own poo, collecting his poo. He's a poo collector. Oh, that's the worst kind of collector. Apart from like a body collector, maybe, or a spleen collector that could get awkward. But yeah. Yeah. Shit collector. Uh so what would you say though, like in, in terms of are you giving me one shitty nappy or no shitty nappies? Um, even though, even if you call it from the start that you go, oh, those people aren't their real grandparents, or yep. even if you don't and you don't see the twist coming, I think from from the start and how it builds up, I think the tension and the suspense of it is really good. Whether you whether you can see it coming or you can't see it coming, it's still nice still a nice bit and it's still like oh how is it how is this gonna end yeah i will and say, I like it and i think that's a star even if you think you've got the twist you don't ever know you've got the twist of a film until the end and it's either confirmed or denied so you're always going to be on your yeah. toes and even if you know at the ending if the film was these kids are being looked after mental patients and you knew it from the viewer's perspective from the beginning they're still tense as to whether the kids are going to find out and there's chasing, yeah. and there's naked ladies, and there's piles of naked old ladies, and there's piles of old man shitty nappies. Yeah, I, I would give it a, a one shitty nappy out of five for this. Hooray! Line? Um, I'm not going to give you the line, but I'm going to tell you what it rhymes with. Okay. More... I should know this. Anti-sexual texts. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yes, I got it. It's gore and visual effects. Yeah, boy. Uh, not much gore here, Jimmy. He plays more on the psychology of fear and the strange, yeah. naked, deranged ramblings of old people. Standard. Which works just as well. There is some fairly realistic piles of shitty nappies we've already talked about. And I feel like fixated on maybe too much, but shit on the face. No, no. <laughs> um, I think that's... Have you ever had a beef curry in a tin? Have you ever had a beef curry in oh, a tin? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, n- uh, yes, I've had curry in a tin, yeah. I don't want to admit that I have to the world, but yes, that has is something that's occurred in my life. <laughs> so that is what looks like was in the shitty nappy, a beef curry in a tin. Yeah. I don't know if they used that, Maybe they did, maybe they didn't, because if they're slapping it in a young chap's face, you know, if this actually, if they're slapping it in my face, I would want a delicious, delicious tinned beef curry in my what face. What if you were going method? Yeah, I'm going method. Well, no, method yeah. would be actual shit. Yeah. What if that kid's like, yeah, man, I'm going method. <laughs> Where this film does throw its punches, land its punches, whatever the saying is, is in its, like, visual effects, decent cramped camera shots under the house with crazy granny shooting around with the energy of a woman half her age. Uh, There's a a lot of creeping around the house that could have been very cliche, but wasn't because Shyamalan kept away from cheap shots and tricks I feel in I feel like he was some of the same kind of stuff he uh, thinking about it in the film signs. Okay, yeah, but I I think we we forgot to mention from the top that it's it's um, a lot of the camera shots in this are filmed documentary style. From, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Becker's thing in it, and it was like I think it was first class as a found footage film. But it's not really because it has other uh, sort of other shots from other angles, and it's supposed to be more of a, a documentary style 
film. Yeah, it shoots. It's using the same cameras, but it it switches between the uh, found footage style handheld. Yeah. To the tripod mounted interview. Yes. So, I mean, I liked that switch between the two rather than just having the standard found footage, which was established pretty much with Blair Witch. And then it's been done a million times since well and not so well. He does it well, and he uses the fact that this girl is obviously a wannabe documentary documentary maker. And is quite artsy. a documentarian. Thank you. How old is that then? What's uh, is that? Uh, uh, older than an octanarian or, or younger? <laughs> We've got a <laughs> naked documentarian. What does it say? Documentarian. I can't even speak it. Say it. Uh, <laughs> so I like it anyway. And the yeah, the switching between different styles worked. It it made it less monotonous than uh, yeah. I don't know if it deserves that full star, though. I like the way it was done, but it is gore and visual effects. And really, the only kind of, even if it was gore, was the beef curry and the nappy. Yeah, uh, I agree. I'd go for half. Give it half. All right. All right, next up, then, it's got to be... What does it rhyme with? Uh, I'm trying to think. Of, uh, it it reads a bit like perfume. Oh, okay. It's obviously it's got to be a musical score. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. Of course, it's performance. The performances <laughs> in this film, unlike this podcast, are great <laughs> <laughs> from everyone involved. The kids are clearly decent actors. They're more than capable of doing what is needed them needed of them in this film. The bright character, Becca, is the high-achieving student, clearly well ahead in academia and has an arty side that is brought out fantastically by Olivia Odegeorge. Uh, Ed Oxenbolder. I don't know why I did him as a German. Ed Oxenbolder. Uh, but he plays the white rapper. <laughs> is that German, is it? I think they're actually both Australians. So it's Ed Oxenbold. Cool, blimey. Blimey, please that white rapper kid so well. Was that close or not? <laughs> no. I can only assume he raps in real life. <laughs> I'm going to stop that right now. This boy had to have a nappy full of fake shit slammed in his face in the name of art, and he took it like a champ. Although you think it was curry. I like to think it was real shit because he went method. I would have giggled constantly, by the way, during all of that scene, no matter who I was playing. Um, okay. uh, Deanna Dunnigan and Peter McRobbie do an amazing job of being weird enough to be an oddity and raise some kind of suspicion, but not being so mental that they give away the game too early. Yeah, yeah. So they had a good balance there. Uh, and I think for performance, it's a solid... Dirty nappy. Yeah, I'll give it a squit in that, yeah. Yeah, good squit. Yeah. <laughs> Weird. Got the old runs in that one. Pushing them out for you tonight, the visit. Ooh. Have we got one or two more to push out for them, Jimmy? Let's find out what's next. <laughs> this is definitely musical score and sound effects. Yeah, I had a good rhyme for that as well, bastards. Go on, let's just hear your rhyme. I'm sure everyone would love to hear it. <laughs> no, it wasn't that great, actually, now I say it, but uh, Poosical Whore <laughs> and Pound Erect. Okay, no, that was good. Yeah? Yeah, that was all right, just, yeah. Uh, I don't know if you know what theme I'm going for here with the rhyming, but it's definitely in the theme of the rapping style of the 13-year-old boy. <laughs> <laughs> It's the first Shyamalan film to not have a score. Oh, my shit. Whoa! And therefore, not to involve his career on collaboration with composer James Newton Howard. Whoa! Oh, we're not doing it. I thought we were on board there. No. There is no film score, 
so you would assume that this would be an easy no-star choice. But I'm going to make it confusing by asking you if the choice that was made being to not have a score deserves a star or a half star on its own merit because it's clearly an artistic choice that has been considered and was done for the overall effect of the film. No, I think you're overthinking this because it's supposed to be shot from Becca's documentary-style film. She's not going to put a score on it. Documentaries can have films. Have No, documentaries can have music. Yeah, they can, but this is a 15-year-old girl who's just making a... A documentary. She's not gonna. She's not gonna be having putting a score on it. So either, either M Knight's being incredibly, incredibly lazy and he's fallen out with his mate who does the music, or he's gone. Actually, this is going to be mostly filmed on a camcorder. Uh, so there's not going to be a score. My point still stands. So he could have put a score on this for. All- effect he could have put us, and yeah, it would have been have. a little bit realistic uh as in uh, sorry not realistic it would have been a little bit uh atmospherical because he put some music on it or he's made the purposeful decision not to put a score on it because it doesn't fit with the style of a documentary and well, therefore, yeah, exactly. that is a choice that he has made that affects uh the overall effect of the film so does he deserve half a star or a star for that choice. I think he deserves a star for that choice because it's like putting a laughter track on a comedy, isn't it? If you think about it. I might need you to you know explain, I mean? <laughs> explain it. Right, okay, okay. She's filming a documentary on her camcorder. We're seeing it. We're watching that. There's going to be no musical score to it unless she's like proper uh, a fucking producer or something but she ain't she's a 15 year old girl we're watching this and it's like if you watch um like when you watch it only fools on horses and you're seeing del boy and rodney in their flat and they're chatting del boy pulls a little pulls a little funny joke rodney you, know you nonce I mean? exactly <laughs> oh yeah exactly <laughs> something like that and then there's a laughter it takes away the uh, illusion that this is a real thing and this is real and I think it deserves a start because I think that's why he's done it well I think that it was a choice maybe it was a good choice but that's every... what I just said yeah I'm not yeah just shut up and listen man wow <laughs> 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 But every other film wants to draw you into this thing that they're trying to make you believe. And that's why they use a score to use all your senses to drag you in. So I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm saying the choice was good. Half a dirty nappy. And I'll meet you in the middle because I I do think that you can't get... Uh, a full dirty nappy from musical score and sound effects by lack of having a musical or sound effects. I don't get called good in bed for having no sex. Do you know, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it just doesn't oh, count. Yeah, okay, if you put it like that. Yeah, if you put it like that. <laughs> All right, so uh, that's hard. Are you keeping tabs, by the way? Because I don't know how many dirty nappies we're up to at the moment. Three dirty nappies. Even though I just gave you a half. Yeah, because we had we had one and then we had a half, didn't we? Oh, I don't fucking. And then we had another one. Tension and suspense. What did we get for that? One. Yeah, we gave it a half for gore and visual effects, right? Yeah. Performance. He got one, two and a half. One. Score sound effects half. Three dirty nappies. All right, bro. Oh, what are we on to next? I don't want to steal it from you again. And we're still that's oh, we're still this last section from you. Um, okay, the last section. It's my favourite section. It's your favourite section. It's Joey's favourite section. All it's... three of us. What? All three of us. Yes, all of us. Uh... Overall experience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I can't do that as well as you, can I? Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what do you What do you think for overall experience then? I fucking I fucking love this film. I really, really enjoyed this film. It's one of these things, and I've said it quite a lot of times, uh, especially when you're like trawling through Netflix and you're just flicking through the, the horror section of Netflix and you're basically, you're judging the book by the cover and the name. Yep. And we went past this the visit oh, a few times just kept going past it watched other things bam 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 oh okay we've been hovering over the visit for quite a while let's watch it watched it fucking oh it's brilliant it's the best hour and a half i spent on a monday evening you did that with like, the, this uh... is fun it was a fun film fun it was fun film and creepy you that's why i want a horror film to be is fun what sorry you did the same thing with the uh, the cello film. Kept scanning past yes, it. I can't remember what it's the called. The Perfectionist. That's the one. Yeah. Oh, no. The Perfection. Something like perfection. that. Perfection. Yeah. So are you giving it one? Or leaving it I'm giving it? it one all day long. Hard what? and fucking long, boy. Well, I will just uh, watch you from afar while touching myself. Not give it one myself, <laughs> but appreciate it from a distance. <laughs> and leave it as it is. As a yeah. poor... Dirty nappies out of five dirty nappies. Oh, lovely. And I think that's a fair score as well. Absolutely. And if you haven't seen it, we've ruined it for you. But watch it anyway, because it's fun. If you haven't seen it, why are you listening to a podcast that's reviewing the film? Oh, Unless okay. you don't like watching films, you just like listening to podcasts. I don't want to drive people away. Like, listen to the podcast, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Either way, it's better than the film. Probably, sometimes. Moving on. Oh, that dead silence there. <laughs> Are you ready for my film choice? Um, Yeah. So I'm excited about this one. So I like this one. And I think you'll get it. And I'm all right with it. <laughs> 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 Are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Hill House has stood for about 90 years. Can I do it in a posh accent? It feels like it needs it. Uh, yes, if you want. Hill House has stood for about 90 years and appears to be haunted. Its inhabitants have always met strange, tragic ends. Now, Dr. John Marquay has assembled a team of people who he thinks will prove whether or not the house is haunted. No, I'm very confused. No. I was 50-50. I really thought you'd get it, but then I thought maybe you might be confused by the words Hill House. I'm very I'm very confused by this. Hold on a second. Just do it one more time in that stupid voice. Already, you want the stupid voice again? I'll do it better this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hill House has stood for about 90 years and appears haunted. Its inhabitants have always met strange, tragic ends. Now, Dr. John Markway has assembled a team of people who he thinks will prove whether or not the house is haunted. Fuck, no. The Haunting, 1963. Ah, shit. Just simple as that. I could have just said that straight off the bat. Twat. Well, yep. Well, you could have done, but you didn't. Straight off the twat, that. <laughs> I I did wonder if you'd get it. Uh, well, because it's a classic, obviously, but also because of the similarly sounding to the House on Haunted Hill. Yeah. And uh, this uh, The Haunting is based on a novel written by Shirley Jackson in 1959, oh. called The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah, boy! The novel was also the inspiration for the 99 remake of The Haunting and the 2018 Netflix series that shares its name with the original novel. But the Netflix series had quite a lot 
lot of artistic license taken with it and changed from the original novel. Shit, I didn't know. I didn't know there was. A, I didn't know there was a film. What the haunting? Yeah, I didn't know there was There's a two. A film. There's a sixty-three and one made in ninety-nine, and I have seen the one from ninety-nine and the one from sixty-three, but I think it was ninety-nine. Yeah, nineteen ninety-nine, um, and. It's one of those ones where I think the original is better, even though it's much okay. older and 60-ish. Do you know what I mean? It's made in the 60s. And yeah. It's going to be... Yeah. But, you know, ni- remakes made in the 99 to the noughties never going to live up to the original. I I don't think, anyway. But there you go. That's the film for next week. Lovely. You got anything to add? Um... Big day for you tomorrow, isn't it? Yeah, it's a big afternoon for me tomorrow. <laughs> Do you want to tell them why? Obviously not. Obviously not on uh, day of release of this episode, but uh, of as we're recording, it's the sixteenth of uh, October, and on yep. the seventeenth of October, you're going in to have a lovely little thing done, aren't you? Yeah, I'm it's not it. a finger up the bum. No, unfortunately, not a prostate exam. Not do that at Shame. the same time. So. You know, can't have everything. I have just, by the way, I was just, while I was checking my calendar while you were talking about that, uh, this will be coming out. Uh, what? Well, we are Friday. It won't be this Monday, will it? So the 26th of October. So this will be the closest one to Halloween. So happy Halloween, everybody. Happy Halloween. Uh, we did not plan a Halloween special. We did a Christmas special last year, which I'm sure we'll do it again. <laughs> Not a Halloween special. Weird like that. Yeah, tomorrow we've got we got we've got uh we've got a show coming out though on uh, Halloween thirty first. And we do. Yes, thank you. That's why I knew Punkaween. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? Punkaween. Punkaween. We'll post the link on our page for us playing the show. Yep. Headstone Horrors got fifteen minute, twenty minute, whatever set we did live. Uh, yeah. About fifteen minutes. Yeah, it'd be good. Yeah, especially for Halloween. But what Jimmy is talking about for tomorrow is me having my first ever tattoo. Oh, shit. Are you? That's what you were that was... alluding to and we nearly skipped over. Oh, yeah, of course it was. Of course it was. It's going to be good. It's good fun. Are you getting this fucking headset? I am, yeah. I'm cancelling well. it because it's ringing down my microphone. Yeah. Absolutely ridiculous. Anyway. Should we answer it? Should we wrap this one up? No, I think we should answer this phone call. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> First word I hear is bum fluff. Are you alright? This is not where we were the minute ago. I was just trying to say hello, good evening, good afternoon. Yeah, Luke. <laughs> we are in the middle of recording the Madhouse podcast. I'm playing Fallout. Pardon? Oh, so, so you're going to have halfway through the podcast. Oh, I've recorded another podcast. Oh, she's turning off the camera. Oh, oh yeah, he's being very mean. What's up with him? What's up with him? Oh, what a penis. <laughs> no, no one, Luke. It's all right. I'll speak to you in a minute, yeah? <laughs> Love you, Luke. Come on, let's wrap this up. We're going to wrap up this podcast and we'll come back to you in a minute. What a wanker. <laughs> Not really. I love Luke. He's beautiful. Anyway, I'm having my first tattoo tomorrow. I'm getting it off Natalie, who is Nat. I never called her Natalie before, I don't think. Nat from Headstone Horrors, our lead singer, tattooing my beautiful breast tomorrow. Beautiful. It's going to be lovely. Good luck. Thank you. I don't really know what to say about it apart from that. Uh, but we're done for the podcast. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, I never know how to end these, Jimmy. Just give it out the old usual bollocks. Right, so check out Headstone Horrors gig at, what's it called, Jimmy? Punkaween? Punkaween. What page is it on? Yet another wasted night. Yet another wasted night on Facebook. It's going to be our live set, but we've already recorded it, obviously, because of COVID. And 
uh, I'll have my tattoo tomorrow. I'll let you know how it goes. Uh, I'm bound to find out I have either a new phobia or a new fetish. And I'm excited to find out which. Don't forget to subscribe <laughs> on your favorite podcast app, iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram and email us your requests views opinions crazy ramblings and personal horror stories to the madhouse podcast at outlook.com jimmy and myself will see you in a fortnight for our next episode on the haunting Welcome at last to the rap in the podcast They got screens for you, scenes to view Pull up a few, there's a film to review What is it? It's the motherfucking visit with two kids Two belly lucids One under the house, one slightly hiding shit Skids a naked granny that's scaring me silly Gotta review the shit with a hit that is Jimmy Checking it all from the first to the last You gotta be down with a madass podcast Apparently to pick a more fact from the delightful The mother getting a bit of the other afloat on about the full nightful Didn't even check they were set to the rightful Parents of her own, living in her own home We'll check it bitch, your kids in a ditch Becca's the hero, scratching the itch Waiting for the bureau to come Nana's tits The biddies aren't who they're meant to be which you were sent to see Walking around at night all mentally So where are Nana and Pop Pop? Not here to make this shit stop No they're not They must have been tricked to chat To bit slapped and whacked The cops roll up when the keys is cracked Sister and brother Back to her life with a question of mother And now it's time to end with a spoiler acapella Nana and Pop Pop's flesh rots Now they're fucking dead in the cellar